You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. everybody welcome into another exciting episode of the filthy fantasy football show pound for pound the heaviest fantasy podcast out there on the market as always it's your boys king josh josh the king big rome and the fantasy fish what the fuck's going on what's up guys hey hey so waivers happened we saw what's elijah mitchell go for a lot of money out there in twitter <laughs> world and fantasy in our leagues alone someone bid 100 percent of their fab which you know, hey, if you want to get your guy, get your guy. But to me, it's absolutely bonkers to blow your entire fab at week one, especially because a lot of football left, a lot of injuries happening. You know, next thing you know, I don't know. Uh, the, the worst one is still Le'Veon Bell in our home league for $81. That one's still bonkers to me. But, you know, hey, desperate times call for desperate measures. So uh, for today's slate, we got the... News and noise from around the league, a couple injuries and some updates for you, and then we're going to go ahead and dive right into your NFC matchup, starting with your Thursday night football game. But right off the bat, let's take a look at the news. First off, we got Saquon. Actually, let's start with Saquon. We'll we'll go Saquon at the end because I want to talk about him. Jerry Judy reports is going to be out closer to the six-week mark with that high ankle sprain, so really disappointing because I was so excited for him. Uh, running back Jeff Wilson for the San Francisco 49ers. Talk about a murky backfield situation. They're hoping that he's going to return at about November, but in some corresponding moves, the San Francisco 49ers, Trenton Cannon, who actually played for Baltimore last night, was cut by the team and now signed by San Francisco to their practice squad as well as they signed on Johnson because the 49ers need more running backs with bad. Rome, you're a 49er guy. What's up with that? I have no fucking idea. I think they signed Cannon to the active roster too, not the practice squad. Yeah, I think that's true too. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, dude, Carrion, come on. on Johnson. I love him. It'd be great if it's a thing, but it won't be. And then Kyle Shanahan, the big, the bigger lying liar of lying, bigger than Bill Belichick, was saying that um, he's happy with Brandon Ayuk, but he's got to be better than the guy behind him. He says, I'm happy with Ayuk. It's nothing against Ayuk. I'm just also happy with Trent, as in Sherfield. And Ayuk's been a little inconsistent because he's been in and out with his injury and stuff. And it's like, hey, motherfucker, who's playing? Just let me know. Outside of Debo, who's your guy? Bro... Even the second I heard and stuff, I was like, dude, fuck this guy. I don't I don't know, man. And stuff. And well then I'm worried too because with all the running back signings, to me that, that causes concern for Trey Sermon. And Fish, you know, you picked up uh Mitchell in our home league for quite a decent amount of fab. But I think Mitchell might be the only running back worth starting at this time. Yeah, I picked him up for a lot. Two reasons, because because I had Sermon, and I'm not sure. I think one of them two are going to be the best options. It's going to be Sermon or Mitchell. That's my opinion. Who knows if Cannon comes in and plays. It's possible. And then I also lost Jerry Judy, so I needed someone to start. I already mm-hmm. picked up Sermon out of capital in the draft, but I was hoping he would be starting. So it was it, I did overpay for him by quite a bit, but our 
the home league does have a kind of unusual spending on yeah. fab, not typical yeah, in most up. leagues. Well, if it, if you guys didn't know, Raheem Mostert, it's now officially undergoing season-ending knee surgery. We're again, Shanahan being the bigging liar, liar pants on fire. He said that Mostert was only going to miss, you know, six weeks or so. But turns out he's going to have season-ending knee surgery. So that's uh, what a what a is is Raheem Mostert the new Arian Foster? I don't know, man. He's might be worse. He might be worse. It might be time to retire. Like, and again, I'm a fantasy guy, right? I love it. Anybody that has him on your team, but leave the man alone. I've heard some stories like his wife came out and said, yeah. like, stop it with the death threats for God's well, sake. Don't he's, be a, he's a gigantic man. piece of shit. It's a game. We're all playing a game. <laughs> yeah, on. there's money involved, but fucking relax. That, that's the yeah, thing. Um, BG, uh, I'm sorry, BR uh, Gridiron. They had an article about it where Raheem Mostert's wife went out and said, please stop sending hateful messages to my family. And you know, people were saying that he should go and kill himself. And it's like, guys, fucking relax. You're getting, like, granted, we're doing a podcast because we're so passionate about fantasy football that we love talking about it. But he's still a human being. Jesus Christ. And you're upset about a virtual game that we play where we, we place bets on real-life humans. This is fucking crazy. I mean that t- to me, there's no room for that. Just don't, don't be that guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it needs to be said much more than that. Like, yeah, most people agree, but there's those shitty people out there that need to hear it. Yeah. Moving on, uh, Odell Beckham. He's been ruled out for this week's matchup against uh, Houston Texans. What man, Odell Beckham? What's going on? The, what all off season they were talking about how you look great. I know. I, I put out a tweet about that shit. I, I don't get it, man. Uh, for a guy who bought it, I bought into it too. I looked at it like, yeah, he's probably fine. He's great. He does look great. He's, he's got that he's beard not. going. He's got them tattoos. But I've like I saw a couple of them where he was moving around. Okay, I guess it's just not game speed ready or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's, fuck, man. It's, it's unusual though. It's, it's concerning, kind of, because it's like you're starting the season like this. Are you ever going to be at a hundred percent? Or are you exactly. always going to be a little gimpy where you might mm-hmm. not be able to play the amount of snaps that are expected? Well, I yeah. mean, we, we all played football, and granted, not at a high level like this, but you're always hurt. You're always banged up. So, I mean, but it's just with Odell Beckham, is he the Arian Foster of wide receivers? <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. The ACL, right? That's what it was last he, year? Yeah, he tore his ACL. Actually, I think he tore his ACL in, like, MCL or something like that. He, That's uh, rough, dude. It's it's tough to come back from that. I get, I never, I've never torn my – I don't move fast enough to tear an ACL, but <laughs> – I don't know. Don't envy that. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, a wide receiver who had a lot of talent but just couldn't seem to get his head right, Josh Gordon. The NFLPA recommended that he be reinstated after successfully completing his uh, NFL monitored treatment program. You know, God, I talk about a career that could have been something amazing, but just, you know, the, those mental demons, man, I guess if you just can't shake it, that's true. They gotta go the path of the NBA and just let these guys fucking smoke weed already too, though. Like, I don't think it was just weed. I think it was no, also it like was, the... it was weed first, and then there. I think there was PEDs to try to get himself back into it. Yeah. After the no, first, it definitely suspension. it definitely started with that devil's lettuce. That's for sure. Yeah, but if he never got suspended, would have he been out of shape enough to want to do PEDs? Kind of. I I don't know the answer to that, but it yeah, seems like that's where the downfall started. No, but I also heard that he had like a drinking and pill problem too. So oh, I'm sure ju- it wasn't just weed. I'm sure. 
I just support the weed, so <laughs> I can't yeah. even smoke anymore, but I still support it. So You know, another uh Director Ross put out a note too. Another wide receiver that, especially with that college tape that he had, Alshon Jeffrey, you know, just couldn't keep it healthy either. Just that was really disappointing too to see a career just, or even Kevin White, you know, Kevin White was amazing in college too. Just, or, uh, you know, sometimes some of those injuries are, um, what was his name? Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, or no, Marcus Lattimore, the running back for South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Guy was a yeah, fucking was... monster. Yeah. But okay, moving in on. College, <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Uh, we talked. We were talking about Tyson Williams saying that he looked great. I'm kind of worried about him. John Harbaugh said that the team has all four running backs in the mix and will play all of these guys moving forward. So <laughs> at some point in time, you know, Lat Murray looked pretty good too. Tyson Williams looked good. But once Devonta Freeman, Lev Bell get up to speed, it could be an absolute mess. Like me personally, my rankings, I ranked Will, uh, Williams the the. Out of all, I didn't rank all four of them. I only ranked Williams. But my concern for Williams moving forward is, <laughs> what what's it going to look like? I mean, obviously the 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 lead running back for Baltimore has extreme value, like as we saw Monday night. But I'm just I'm just very worried about um, you know the the long term season long outlook. Yeah, I the, there's a couple questions here. Will Devontae Freeman and Le'Veon Bell get up to a speed where to a point where they could perform because they haven't in recent years. So that's a question. If they can, that, that becomes a more interesting situation. My question is Latavius Murray. What happens when Latavius Murray actually picks up the playbook a little better, starts looking better than he did. Cause he looked decent in that game, but he didn't, he only averaged like 2.4 yards a carry or something. And if you take away uh, Tyson's big, run where there was like no defender or everybody's like, Oh, he looked great. He had that long touchdown run. There was like nobody within like 10 yards of him the entire time. Like if it was Murray in there, he would have done the same thing. Other than that, he basically averaged about 3.5, which is pretty good. 3.6 or something. I forget. I looked at it earlier. I like subtracted that big game and looked at his average yards per average. And it wasn't, it was better than Murray. So, we'll see. Yeah, but it speaks it speaks volumes though that Lat Murray went directly to the active roster. He didn't even spend any time on the practice squad. Well, he was. I mean, how long has Lev, Lev Bell been out for? He's. I know he played last year. I'm going to put that in heavy quotations. But I don't know, man. The reality is, is this. I think that the running back position is the easiest position to play. If you've been in the league like they have, like you got speed, you don't even really need speed. You just need to have vision. And I think a lot of these guys have it. I, in reality, I think that with all of them there, it, it turns me off to that entire backfield. It, tur- it turns me way off to that backfield. Yeah, me too. And the offensive line wasn't quite as good as we expected them to be. Mm-mm, not at all. So if you had to. Out of the four running backs that are going to be involved with the Baltimore backfield, how would you rank them between Williams, Murray, Bell, and Freeman? I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say Williams is going to get the play early. And then I probably would go Murray if he keeps showing out. Bell, because I I actually think he's probably the most talented back. He He could do the most shit. And then Freeman is sort of, I don't even know why they picked him up, to be honest. I, I really don't get it, other than just a body. 
Yeah, but you know Murray played some significant snaps because that was a very close game Monday mm-hmm. night. Right, and I read a tweet that maybe that Murray played snaps because they wanted like a veteran presence, somebody who's not going to make rookie mistakes, which is a good point. I'd rank him the same way Rome had him, though. I'd still stick with Williams rest of the season as number number one. Murray's a close number two, though. And then Bell and I was say Bell and Freeman. I honestly don't know. One of them's probably going to stay on the practice squad. Yeah, but Williams, he had terrible pass blocking. He couldn't pick up the blitz. And then the concern, too, is, yeah, Williams was fast. I mean, he did. He hit the hole fast and quick. You know, he, he was running with, with some good speed and power. But my concern is just how do you feel confident playing any of these guys? One like, thing we, I like to mention, ahead. though, is we're ranking him for fantasy. You don't get fantasy points for picking up the blitz. Yeah, but you ride the pine if you can't pick up the blitz. Some cases you do, in some cases you don't. I think that there's going to be plays he's not out there for specifically because of that, but there's going to be passing downs he's out there because they're not expecting him to pick up the blitz, or there's going to be run plays where they're running the ball and they don't give a fuck about the Yeah, but we went from J.K. Dobbins being a potential top 12, 13 running back, so an RB1, to Gus Edwards being a high-end RB2, low-end RB1, to now Williams as the lead back, where, in my personal opinion, is in like the running back three flex range. Yeah, he's, like, a flex, I wouldn't... he's a flex option. I'd yeah. agree there. He's still ranked my highest out of all of them, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, Evan Engram, he's been ruled out for the Thursday night. I guess, you know what? Fuck it. There's... Not a whole lot more news other than just a lot of veteran days off. I didn't really bring those up because it's veteran rest days. I mean, if it's something to cause for concern, we'll we'll get into it later in the week. But Evan Ingram, he's been ruled out for the Thursday night game against Washington. We already touched base on that last episode. You know, he missed he missed last week, missed practice, but now he's with the short turnaround for the Thursday night game. I'm worried about Evan Engram. I mean, it's just, I guess that calf injury, you know, there was even rumors that IR could be on the horizon for him. Now, hopefully he wasn't your tight end one. I know for some people he was because the, you know, we're, we're holding on hope for that rookie year where he caught everything and wasn't fumbling and dropping the ball and was healthy. But what do you got, Rome? Nothing. Yeah. I'd say <laughs> drop, him, drop him at this point in, if you see a play later when he's healthy, go go ahead and pick him back up. Yeah, you're you're probably better off to, well, just stream tight end. Look for the matchup. Yeah, there's no reason to keep him rostered. Yeah, I mean, there's like, <laughs> go pick up the the other guy in Minnesota, Conklin. Uh, I kind of like Conklin. I think he's low key kind of good. Yeah. <laughs> Which, what he about is. Kyle Rudolph? Would you pick up Kyle Rudolph? I mean, yeah, probably. Except for he's he's in New York, so you've got Danny Dimes fumbling the ball to him. It's about all you can do. I actually saw I saw a fun stat the other day that on Sunday that was Danny Dimes' 40th turnover in that. his young, illustrious career. <laughs> and uh, I think Jason Garrett needs to leave too because since Jason Garrett's been their OC, the Giants have only averaged 17.3 points per game. And in their last seven games... They average 14 points per game. They haven't gone over 265 passing yards since 2019. Plus, I also think Daniel Jones is bad at football. I've been very vocal about it. I don't like – I don't understand. New York, What do you, call Cam Newton. What are you doing? 
I mean, you're going to sit there and tell me that there's 32 quarterbacks better than Cam Newton out there? I mean, yeah. Danny Dimes, Tyler Heineke. <laughs> okay. Dude, I'd rather have Heineke than Daniel Jones. <laughs> I would too. It, it's just it's embarrassing. But what I wanted to talk about, because we do have our, our, our big Thursday night game, that's going to be the first game we're breaking down. But I wanted to bring up, this came out for Saquon Barkley. Uh, the Athletics' Dan Duggan, who's kind of the beat reporter for the Giants out there, he says it's unlikely that the Giants will totally unleash Saquon Barkley. What, what do we do with Saquon Barkley? I actually had someone on Twitter talk about it. And she was asking me, you know, what what do we do with Saquon? And, you know, my first thought is if you can afford to bench him, which not a lot of people have that luxury, I think you have to bench him, at least this week against Washington. You got a very tough matchup on a short week. What do you got, Rome? I mean, it really just depends on, on roster construction, right? If you can, you could probably fade him. But in reality, let's be honest, you probably took him – in the first round, unless you're one of the lucky few that got him in the second. But even then, I, I don't know, dude. Is he is his output not getting 100% of that workload going to be better than I don't know, your third or fourth running back? Let me give you know. let me give you a little breakdown. This is what I recommended my sister to do in her league. If you had Najee Harris, Chase Edmonds, and then Saquon, and then your best flex plays Brandon Cooks, would you start Saquon or would you bench him? Wait, what was the question? Yeah, give me those names again. You have Najee Harris, Chase Edmonds as your running backs, other than Saquon, and then if, as your flex play, if you wanted to put Saquon in the flex, your best options Brandon Cooks. I mean, I like Brandon Cooks, but, I, oh, God. I, I, I don't know. I'd probably I, stick I, with I don't Saquon. I'd stick with Saquon. I don't know. I don't. I don't like the matchup. I mean, they barely, you know, they 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 held the Chargers to a decent, like to under a hundred rushing yards. But the Chargers' O line and team is better than the Giants. Not saying that Saquon is a lesser running back than Austin Eckler. He, I mean, talent wise, he's probably better than Eckler. But they shut down the Chargers' run game for the most part. And now you're going to go there with a worse O line. Danny Jones is your quarterback and a hurt Saquon Barkley. Cause actually I'm trying to get the, so on Twitter, the nice young lady asked if I said, you know, what are your options? And she says that, forgive me for not being more prepared for this. She says that she has uh, Deandre Swift as a sec, as her second running back. And move Jalen Waddles or your flex, and I said, "Yeah, do that. Don't play Saquon if you don't have to." <laughs> I think I'm fine with either way. Is my thing like you play Saquon? He's got an upside because he's just talent wise. But prepare to be disappointed by Saquon. But same thing if you bench him, right? Prepare for him to do good and be disappointed that you benched him. Like it's really, it's really like right there that decision. Like I told my sister, she could probably bench him this week, but don't drop him and obviously keep an eye on it. Cause if he does, if he starts to do good, he's going to probably get better throughout the season as he gets healthier. As long as he doesn't react. Would you, something. would you try to acquire Saquon or would you, let's say, or what, what if you had Saquon, would you be trying to trade him away? Or are you holding him? I'm holding him. I'd probably hold too. What are you going to get for him right now? Is that's always the question. If you're trying to trade someone or you're trying to buy someone is like, what, 
I don't think you get another first, second round pick. I would trade him for Antonio Gibson. Yeah, buddy. But would Gibson owner give him to you? You know, like would that? Absolutely not. Exactly. If if someone in our league, because I have I have a lot of shares of Gibson, I'll give you Saquon. I tell him to go fuck off. Fuck right the hell off. I'll trade Trey Sermon for Saquon Barkley right now. Sold. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, let's just go ahead and dive right into our Thursday night matchup, and we're going to break down the rest of your NFC. Right off the bat, we got the New York Giants taking on the Washington football team in a absolute snooze fest coming up. Both teams are 0-1. The over-under is 40.5 with Washington favored at minus 3.5. You know, God, that's a that's a very tough line. I don't I, – I think – I think the Giants can probably cover the minus three and a half just because of the Taylor Heineke thing, you know, with Fitzpatrick going out on IR. The over-under, I'd probably take the over because I, I feel both teams can score 20 points. Am I wrong? Like, I don't know. I feel that Washington might not be able to. But I feel like they'd be able to score 10 and or, you know, 17 the- this game That's very well could to... be seventeen to ten. Yeah, I don't know. I pro- I don't know what I'd take there. I probably but... not want to bet on it. So on the Giants, you're not playing Daniel Jones. That's already been established. <laughs> Saquon Barkley, I'm the lowest on him. You guys have him about the same. I got him in the RB two range just purely because it's Saquon Barkley. I got him in the twenties. Um, do you guys just have him ranked as a high RB2, low RB1 just because it's Saquon Barkley, Rome? Uh, I, you know what? I just sort of – I feel like he's going to get utilized in the passing game a little bit more. They're going to need to dump it down. This front this front seven is no fucking joke, right, for Washington. They're one of the best in the league, if not the best. So I think running the ball might be a problem, but I definitely can see him – I can definitely see him getting some serious use in the passing game. That's why I have him rated at least that high. And I always kind of go with the with the uh, half-point PPR stat line. So I, I, that's what I got him rated at. I think it's 15, right? 14 or 15? Yeah, 15. Yeah, I have him at 14. Mine's a little bit the same as Rome, but also a little bit what you said, Josh. It's, like we've talked about before, he's – one of the most, he's got some of the most raw talent. So I wanted to move him lower, but I just, I just couldn't do it. See, my my concern with him though is last week they took on Denver, whose defense arguably is worse than Washington's. He only carried ten ten carries for twenty six yards, and one catch for one yard. That doesn't worry you guys at all. I mean, no. <laughs> fair enough. It does, but it does. But like, how far do you want to? This is this is what I tweeted about. Like, it's week one. Let's not panic too much just yet. Like, no, always panic, over panic, freak out, okay. freak out yes. with me, burn the world down. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my thing. That's really like, if he has a bad game again, then it's it's gonna go down even more. So Sterling Shepard, he actually had a, you know, he had a great game last week. Uh, seven catches for 113 yards and a touchdown. He's currently sitting at the wide receiver eight on the year. I mean, we all ranked him lower than Kenny G. Are you playing any of the New York uh, wide receivers? 
unfortunately, they are linked to Daniel Jones. So it makes this a very hard play, hard sell for yeah. me. But if I'm going to the the upside of Kenny Galladay is is about the only thing that I would play. Yeah, I mean, you got to throw to somebody. I I just I I feel as as I mean, stat-wise, you got to rank Shepard over Kenny G. We all ranked Kenny G higher just because the talent and is there. I just think as he gets healthier and the rapport builds with Danny, I think it it comes around. But if you can avoid the New York pass catchers, you do it. Other side of the ball, we got the Washington football team. You're not playing Taylor Haneke. Don't get stupid. Antonio Gibson, you fire up that man. We're all got him in the RB1 range. Scary Terry, play him. Logan Thomas, play him. Not really much else to say there. I mean, the Giants defense doesn't scare me much. There's, I mean, the one thing is, is I think with McLaurin, and this hurts me to say because I've got some shares, he's going to be getting that Bradbury shadow all game long. I, I don't know. I was disappointed with McLaren, McLaurin last week. I'm hoping he can get out of it. I'm hoping he can get these bright lights of the Thursday night. But the uh, like, like the Bradbury shadow makes me a bit nervous. Yeah, well, we got a beautiful stat line here from Director Ross. Bradbury shadowed Scary Terry in Week 9 last year on 69% of his routes and held McLaurin to a line of 5-36. and 36. So I, I, actually, I like Scary Terry this week. I think, you know, Heineke, the young quarterback, going to get nervous. You throw to your weapons. You're going to throw to Thomas, check down to Gibson. You know, you're going to get Logan Thomas on the five-yard out. I don't know. I, 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 I don't feel that... I might be a bit high on, on McLaurin. But. I think McLaurin's going to be boomer bust, right? 536, yeah. no touchdowns is very possible again, but it's Terry McLaurin, and it's very possible that he breaks a tackle and takes one of those passes for 50 yards. All it takes is one. He he reminds me of maybe not the best comp, but look at Tyreek Hill. All it takes is, like last week, he had a 75-yard touchdown catch. All it takes is one. You know, and, and yeah, and that's not my favorite thing to play players like that. I like consistency more. But if you drafted McLaurin, I'm not benching him specifically because of that reason. Now you play him. Moving on, we got the one and oh New Orleans Saints taking on the one and oh Carolina Panthers in an over under at 44. New Orleans favorite at minus three and a half. I would probably take. I would take New Orleans minus three and a half. I don't know about the over under. I just, what's funny is uh, looking at the rankings, we all have Winston in the quarterback two range. I think it's kind of like, I think we're all in agreement here. Pump the brakes. I I, I think I want to say just the game plan worked against green Bay. They got caught with their pants down. Aaron Rodgers just being a fucking idiot. When we were talking, he looks like a, a hipster who lives in Portland right now. He looks all disheveled and beaten. All this gray got in his beard now. It just, I don't know what Aaron Rodgers aged 10 years this off season. <laughs> and now he, you could say that the green Bay season's in jeopardy. Huh? Oh, oh shit. Anyways, <laughs> but pump the brakes. You know, I, I like now if Winston throws another game like that, fuck blow your fab on Winston, get Winston on your <laughs> roster. If he, if, but my, my, my concern with Winston is 20 pass attempts. And he had less than 200 yards. It just happened to get five touchdowns. Yeah, but a third of them were touchdowns. Yeah. No, 
I'm in agreement. Like, don't start him. Pick him up if you feel like this is going to continue. One thing I will say is that the game, if you, like, watched – I watched the whole game because I'm a Saints fan. The play calling was, like, vintage Sean Payton. Like, the perfect fucking play every time. And he could benefit from that. But I don't foresee the passes going up. I foresee that this is going to be their strategy unless they have to pass. So yeah. Winston's going to be touchdown dependent quarterback. I'm not sure if that happens very often, but yeah, you play Alvin Kamara, Marcus Callaway. Like who's okay, Fish? You're 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 the Saints fan. I think it's funny. All of us didn't really rank the New Orleans Saints wide receivers because how can you? I'm not sure who's supposed to be the guy. It looked like it was going to be Callaway, but then he did jack shit, you know, with against Green Bay. But I think it was also a little bit of the Jair Alexander treatment because that dude he shuts guys down he's uh-huh. probably the best corner in the game right now because you flat out just can't pass on this guy but anyways if you had to play a saints wide receiver who are you looking at this week you're you're our saints expert who do you like out of the receivers marcus callaway i don't i wouldn't play him though if i'm playing anybody like a pass catcher i'd prefer trotman he got the most targets i still don't like it though he had you know, he had two horrendous drops. And if they get into a passing thing, I think Marcus Callaway. I mean, Deontay Harris, if, you, if you're if you super desperate, like, I don't even have him ranked, but, like, he has the potential to do the same thing, you know. He's not going to be in there every snap. But he has the potential to get that same play he got last week where it was, like, what, 60-yard touchdown. All I know is I want a gentleman named LeJordan Humphrey to be a thing because I love that name. <laughs> Yeah, I love little Jordan Humphrey. It's, he's got the coolest name, probably. Well, aside from Ha Ha Clinton Dix, he has one of the coolest names in the NFL. Yeah. Other side of the ball, I don't think you can play Sam Darnold. I mean, if you're in a super flex two quarterback league, that's fine. But that Saints defense, they made Aaron Rodgers look stupid. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers' first bout Hall of Famer. He's the discount double choke. I'm sorry, double check. So, I mean, it's just. I, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, you, you play Christian McCaffrey. That guy's a fucking animal. How is it that that man did not have a touchdown who was the running back one? The fact that Joe <laughs> Mixon had like 130 rushing yards and a touchdown and was the running back two. Yeah, but he had 200, almost 200 scrimmage yards and like 10 receptions. That's how yeah. he did it. You, like I said, that, the crazy. funny thing about McCaffrey, it's just crazy because I think I brought up this stat preseason. McCaffrey's only played... I think it was like 19 games in two years, and he's the running back three. <laughs> he missed an entire season. Jesus. I mean, it's just, it's yeah. fucking, it's insane. He's, he is matchup proof. He is, he, you know, even in a super flex league, he could still argue he's the 101 draft pick. I mean, it's just, this guy is phenomenal. And Christian McCaffrey, God, you're a beautiful, beautiful man. And you're handsome. Like, God damn, he's got it all going for him. But yeah, you play McCaffrey. DJ Moore, yeah, I mean, we ranked him the highest of the the wide receivers. I think just because he gets targets, he got eight targets. He looked pretty good last week. You know, six for eighty. I like that. Robbie Anderson, we're all very low on him, except for you, Mister Rome. Eat. I want to ask you about that. So why, why he had one catch for? Now, granted, it was for a touchdown, but it was just one catch. So that I that to me that causes some concern. Because you're not always going to be – because he was the one for 57 and a touchdown guy in New York. Super boom bust. So what? what's the love? Why is the love there? So here's the thing. And, and 
I don't really, I'm not even going to bring anything analytically to the table here. This is just this gut feeling that I have. He's he's always been, he's always been the big play receiver, always. Well, no matter when he was with the Jets, that's what he was. I just feel like with Sam Darnold there, I don't know. I I like it. I can't put my finger on why I have him ranked twenty eighth. Like I just have a gut feeling he's gonna be special all year, personally. But, but remember. Uh, the New Orleans Saints shut down a gentleman named Devontae Adams. Yeah. Lattimore's out. Not the same not the same guy. And Lattimore is out. You do have a fish fish, you do have a point. Lattimore's out, and that does that does affect your defense greatly when you lose a guy like Marshawn Lattimore. I will say though that the Saints shut the Green Bay Packers down while Lattimore is gone. And Lattimore's not a defensive back that follows receivers around. Now, I don't know if they have a defensive back that can keep up with speed. Really? It's going to be like they have to be in position. But I'm – I this is the same thing that we said with Terry McLaurin. is like I'd much rather have a consistent receiver than Robbie Anderson, who you're really starting him banking on one big play. I mean, not necessarily this week. I, I think that I think that he might get a lot of targets this week because you think they're going to be – close in score or do you think new orleans is probably going to be up pretty big and they're going to have to be chucking that ball around i think it's going to be closer than you think because the way that the this is strictly just because the way i think the say i think the saints are going to be playing all year that way that they played against the packers they're going to literally try to hold the ball for the entire fucking quarter Mm. if they can hey that's not a bad strategy to have especially with I mean, history's shown itself that Jameis Winston's a very turnover-prone quarterback. Hold on to the ball, kill the clock. You get get a couple points on the board, kill the clock. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of teams – the the Trent Dilfer Baltimore Ravens did that. They had a great defense. Run the ball. And just kill Yeah, the run the ball. Hopefully you score. Depend on your defense when you don't. It worked against the Packers. I think they're going to try the same thing. I don't know how they're going to be able to contain McCaffrey the same way, but they might – figure something out you know what's funny you want to say christian mccaffrey and, and it, it, similar to like derrick henry in the sense that you you want him to like you know it's like try to take him out of the game you can't you can put 11 in the box he's still gonna find a way to beat you i mean it's just that's just what they do moving on we got the and one Bengals going to chicago to take on the and one bears uh vegas has the over under at 45 chicago favorite at minus two and a half I don't know if I like that line. I actually think I would take Bengals plus the points because low-key, I think Cincinnati actually can win this game. I, I, you know, call it an upset. I don't even know if that's much of an upset. I think Cincinnati wins this game. But um, we all got Joe Burrow ranked around the same. But, Rome, again, you're the highest on him. You have him in the quarterback one range. So what's what's the love? Is it because Matt Stafford? No, he, he, he came out and showed me a little something last week. I watched a lot of that game uh, against Minnesota. And I'm not saying Minnesota is anything special, but I, Joe Burrow made some decisions. He made some throws that were really, really good. At least in my eyes, I just feel like he's kind of putting it all together. The game is going to start slowing down for him. The more and more games and snaps he puts in. I just, I like him. I like him this year. I can see him with that connection he's got with Chase. I mean, you just look at the fucking guy's receiving core. 
you know, and if and if Mixon can keep running the rock the way he was running it, pfft, beautiful. It's it's the sky's the limit for Burrow. Burrow to the moon, Joe Mixon. God damn, man! Like finally, you look like the running back we all wanted you to be. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. looked outstanding last week. Just getting anything and everything and taking advantage of it. 29 carries for 127 yards and a touchdown. Like, where was that when you were on my teams? What the fuck, man? When I had you, all you did was get hurt. And then you then you broke my heart and I hated you. Now, granted, could be the curse of me because that's just what it happens. When I love a guy, they get hurt. You know, it happened to Dalvin Cook, happened to Mixon, so on and so on. But you're playing Mixon. So the wide receivers, this is the uh, the, the question here. So. Ranking-wise, we all have Higgins, Chase, Boyd, similarly, except you, Mr. Rome. Again, Tyler Boyd, what? The, you're like 20 spots ahead. Like, is this just exactly. another gut? Granted, you got that Vita Vea gut. You got that heavy, girthy mm. gut with all yeah. the knowledge. Yeah. But what what is it about Tyler Boyd that, that just does it for you? It's, it's not necessarily about Tyler Boyd as much as it is the the offense. I feel like Burrow like I said, Burrow's putting it all together. Yeah, I think I think Chicago's defense is okay, but I just think that all three of these guys are viable. I think that I think all three of them on any given on any given game can score a touchdown and get a hundred yards. That's just the way I say you might even throw Auden Tate into that fucking mix. We haven't seen it yet. But that's the reason I've got Boyd rated so high. I feel, you know what I feel like? This team is going to be what everybody else thinks Pittsburgh's supposed to be. With these three wide receivers who are going to be great. I think it's these three wide receivers that are going to be great. I mean, you're not wrong, but my concern with Boyd was that he just, he wasn't really getting the looks because now granted, it was kind of a back-and-forth game. Jamar Chase was – I'm not quite there to say that I was, like – I don't want to say I was wrong, but, like, how we were kind of low on Chase. I mean, it also stems back to the price that people were paying in terms of draft that he was going in, like, what, like, sixth round or fifth round, sixth round. I thought that mm-hmm. was a bit crazy. But, I mean, Chase looked good. He's emerging, played college football with – apparently he can now see the ball. I mean, he looked great. And what, five catches for 101 yards and a touchdown. Now, granted, 50-yard touchdown, so if you take that away, four for 50 is not a bad game for a rookie. I don't hate that. Um, but I just – a lot of mouths to feed, man. So, like, I, it it sucks because I have Boyd in a couple leagues, and I'm forced to play him. So I pray to God, the fantasy gods, let Rome's ranking of Boyd be correct, <laughs> please. <laughs> but, yeah, so you're playing playing those guys. Other side of the ball, David Montgomery, you play him. Allen Robinson, you play him. Cole Komet, probably not. Moving on, we got the San Francisco 49ers taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Vegas has the over-under at 50, with San Francisco favored at minus 3.5. What do we do about that backfield? Elijah Cry. Mitchell, Hasty, does Sermon play? Like, what? Where are we? What's the thoughts? Rome, you're our 49ers guy. What are you thinking? I mean, I think they're going to stick with Mitchell. They got to keep playing the hot hand. He looked fucking good. He really did look good. And Detroit's defense, they're normally all right, at least up front. They're going to be stout. But I think Mitchell really looked good. I just, this this whole offense, I think they're going to start, I don't know. I think they're one of the best offenses in the league. 
So I think Mitchell is going to be the guy, unless Sermon apparently learns how to be a pro also, because I know he's sort of in the doghouse with the uh, the crazy man that's running the show over there. I, I, I can't quite put my finger on it, but I'm going to go with Mitchell as of right now. Fair enough. Uh, you play you play Debo, you play Kittle. I think you bench Ayuk until he learns how to be a pro. Absolutely. You, you can't trust that right now. Other side of the ball, Jalen Hurts, I apologize. I might be wrong about you. You looked really good last week. Granted, against Atlanta, but I, I wanted to rank him lower. I haven't ranked the highest out of the three of us, but my concern, not concerned, but Lions almost beat San Francisco. And this team looks better. Jalen Hurts got the rushing upside, so you play him. But what I wanted to talk about was Miles Sanders. Rome, you and I have about the same. Uh-huh. Fish, what's up? What's with the hate? You you got him in the mid RB2 range. We got him in that RB1, low RB1, high RB2. You got him in the R, low RB2, almost RB3 range. Like, what's up with that? I just think San Francisco's defense is going to back, bounce back. I think they played Detroit flat. They they underestimated Detroit and you know you, you come into a game and you're like oh we got this sealed and you, you play like shit and they're gonna probably they're probably still running some sprints right now or something but you know that doesn't happen in the pros like it does in high school but either way I think they're gonna bounce back and be back to the, their normal selves and and kind of limit this offense plus I think San Francisco will get the lead and make it go to a more pass heavy offense Okay. Uh, next player I want to talk about, Devonta Smith. I am ranked the highest. I actually have him as my wide receiver 26. So I think he's in that wide receiver two, three range. You guys have him not, not significantly lower, but you guys got him lower than me. What I liked about him, he looked great in that game. Granted, Atlanta's defense, he's currently sitting at the wide receiver 19 position. Eight targets. He went six for 71 with a touchdown. Had a beautiful touchdown catch right over the shoulder. Hurts laid it in perfectly. The San Francisco defense got absolutely smashed by Detroit. So, I mean, why are you guys – talk me out of Devonta Smith. Like, why is my love – why do I seem to be the crazy one? Why am I – Rome, I see you're you're amped up. You're ready to go. Why am I wrong? What's wrong with me? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you're wrong. I just feel like uh, – I don't think – no, I don't think you're wrong. I might be a little low on him. I mean, he was probably going to get a huge dose of Verrett. And with Verrett gone, he may he may see a hell of a lot of uh, oh God. Well, they just picked up Kirkpatrick. They I don't know. I I can see him being. I can see you being correct on this one, and and me and Fish being a little too low. All right, fair enough. Play Dallas Goddard. Moving on, we got the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Vegas has the over under at fifty one. Arizona favored at minus four. I'd smash the over on that, and I would take Arizona minus the point. Actually, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. Actually, I would, I'd smash the over, definitely. I, I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. You know, Arizona came out absolutely on fire. Minnesota had the tough game with Cincinnati, but I think you got to, I don't know, for week one jitters, I, I think they bounce back. You can start Kirk Cousins in that quarterback two. If you're in a super flex quarterback, uh, two-quarterback league, Dalvin Cook, you're playing him. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, you're playing them. But, Fish, I want to ask you, Justin Jefferson, he's in your top five. So why are you – you're so high on him this week. We, I mean, we all have him in the wide receiver one range, but why are you so high on him this week? Yeah, because you said smash the over. This is going to be a fucking shootout. That's my thing. And 
that's the type of game that Justin Jefferson excels in. He Adam Thielen can get those short yardage touchdowns a lot more frequently, but Justin Jefferson will get those those long touchdowns. I feel like this is going to be a shootout. I think I feel like they're going to pass it a lot, and I feel like the more they pass it, the more it benefits Jefferson. It benefits Thielen more when they run more and you know use the red zone passing, and they just don't pass as much. But with I just feel like this game is going to be a shootout and. That's why I have him higher, so high. Fair, fair enough. Other side of the ball, play Kyler. We got Chase Edmonds in that running back two flex range, so we're fine with that. You play Hopkins, Christian Kirk. So that's what I, I want to talk about here real quick. I got Christian Kirk at 30. Rome, you got him at 50. Fish, you didn't even rank him. So me personally, I, I Kirk looked good, man. I mean, came out, had a massive day. You know, five catches on five targets, 70 yards and two touchdowns. I don't expect him to get two touchdowns every week. But I think with all the focus going on Rondale Moore and D-Hop, it left Kirk open, man. And A.J. Green was slow out there. So me personally, I think Kirk, I'm, I'd be fine if Kirk's my wide receiver three, my flex. I love that. So, like, where is this? I mean, you got some guys, you got some Jags at 44. Like, what happened there? I, I don't know. I, I um. I think Kirk is – I think Kirk, you, you touched on it. He's not going to score two touchdowns every week. I, who knows what he's going to actually be capable of long-term in this offense. With Rondell Moore there, I actually think Rondell Moore is better. I just feel he's going to be a uh, – I don't know. They're both viable, though, and I have them both rated so low. But I, to be honest with you, I would be comfortable starting – either of them in, in a certain format. You have to be a th- uh, have three wide receivers or have a flex. That's where I'd, I'd start them this week. All right, fair enough. Moving on, we got the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Over under 52, Tampa Bay minus 12 and a half, Jesus. So they see no fight in Atlanta. I want to talk about this one real quick. Matt Ryan, you guys have him much higher than me. I think Matt Ryan's like – I don't want to say he's washed, but he did not look good against Philadelphia. He's sitting at the quarterback 31 right now. So, I mean, do you guys just think he bounces back? What, what's your uh, your thought behind that? Yeah, I think I think he bounces back. I also think that they're going to be down to Tampa Bay, and it's going to be all on his shoulders just like before. I'm actually I'm pretty high on Pitts this week in comparison to what I had him last week, I think. I just think they're going to be chucking that ball around. They have to. They yeah. have to to keep up. Same reason here. Yeah. You can play Mike Davis as a solid RB2 flex. You play Calvin Ridley. You play Kyle Pitts. Other side of the ball, you guys, uh, it looks like you guys have flipped Fournette and Rojo. So, well, Fish, you're, you're the one that seems to have flipped Fournette and Rojo. So, why is it because of the fumble? I touched on this previously and i think that bruce arians hates ronald jones i think that ronald jones must have slept with bruce arians wife and he just not happy about it he said that ronald jones is going to be the starter i just maybe yeah but what does starter mean he's going to start the first snap and they get taken out for leonard fournette <laughs> i i don't really like either of them that much you could i think you could start either of them as a as a flex mm-hmm but I just messed up and moved the rankings around. But either way, I just 
it's a trust thing with the coaching. It's kind of like San Francisco, but not as bad. Like, I just don't know who's going to be used. I didn't rank Ronald Jones, but that was likely a mistake. I'd probably put him in that 30 to 35 range. And I have Leonard Fournette at 22. Fair enough. You're playing Evans, Brown, and Godwin. Gronk, Gronk smash. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> we got the Tennessee Titans taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Vegas has the over under at 54. Uh, Seattle favorite at minus five and a half. I think you smash though. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. I think Tennessee yeah. goes back to that play act because they did not, you know, they. What happened was they were so successful last year because they were able to establish the run. Sh- you're f- shaking your head, no fish. No, I think that this is a result of the new offensive coordinator, and I don't know if it's going to look good for Tennessee for a while. I I think they're going to pass it more, and they may use more play action. But they were they had the highest play action percentage in the NFL last year. Yeah, but I I, I don't think, they think gotta it's going to get back to that. I yeah. think they should revert to that. But with a new offensive coordinator, I don't think they will. You got the juggernaut playing running back for you. I mean, you hand him the ball, you establish that play action. That's what made A.J. Brown so effective last year. I, I really hope they go back to that because if they go back to that, then this game is going to be an absolute point, just monster game. You know, the, the, It'll probably be over 60 points when everything's said and done. And that's assuming they go back to that play because they were – I think I read the same stat you did. I think they ran play action on like 30% of their plays or something. It was a lot. It was a very high percent. It was like they almost doubled like the next closest team. So I really hope they go back to that. But you play Tannehill still just because of hope. You play Derrick Henry. You play A.J. Brown. Julio Jones is a decent wide receiver, two flex option out there. Other side of the ball, you play Russell, you play Chris Carson, DK, Tyler. Gerald Everett, okay, I'm the highest one on Gerald Everett. You guys both have him ranked somewhat similar. Did you guys not see that, man? He had plays made directly for him. I mean, he was out there. They 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 brought him in to be this pass catching, this third wide receiver. Now, granted, he only had two targets, but that touchdown catch that he had was made for him. So I actually I have him inside my top 12. I like Everett. I think he's going to be good. I think as that rapport and relationship builds with Russell, I think he's going to be a tight end that you wish you rostered. But you guys, you, you still have him in that almost don't. You have him, basically the way you guys have him ranked, you wouldn't play him. I, you know, it's it's tough because I do have shares of him. I, I went out and I picked him up. The The two targets bothered me a lot. It bothered me, but I feel like uh, you said it as, as the connection with Russell grows, the guy's talent level is there. He was great for the Rams. I loved that kid when he was over there. I think the talent is there. It can get better, but as of right now, yeah, he's, he's touchy to play, man. I don't, I don't know if he didn't catch a touch. If he didn't catch a touchdown, it's a bad game. I want to see the usage, usage go up and a little let, less touchdown dependency. That's fair it. enough. That's it. Uh, moving on, our last game that we're breaking down tonight, we got our Monday night football game. Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions. Lions going into Green Bay. Over 148, Green Bay at minus 11. As of right now, this game has me all sorts of nervous just because what Green Bay is going to show up? Do we got Portlandia Aaron Rodgers or do we have WCW Heavyweight Championship Golden Belt? Aaron Rodgers. That's the Aaron Rodgers I want. I want the Aaron Rodgers fuck you tour 2021. Not, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Do you guys have almond butter? I mean, I not this Aaron Rodgers. But anyways, look at the Detroit side of the ball. You're playing DeAndre Swift. 
you're not playing golf. Just don't don't be cute with it. I mean, they don't have Tyrell Williams still in the concussion protocol, so we don't even know if he's going to play. I'm nervous about that. You play Swift. I think you can play Jamal Williams as a flex. I don't hate that. I I think he's going to be very much involved in this because he he didn't get a lot of carries. But Anthony Lynn loves. He was a running back in the NFL. He implemented the uh, running backs into the game plan a lot. Like look at Lashawn, Lashawn McCoy in Buffalo when he was the coach there. You know Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler of the Chargers. So I, I I think you can play both running backs. Avoid the wide receivers. Smash start T.J. Hawkinson. Other side of the ball, I'm the lowest on Aaron Rodgers. You guys both have him at three. I'm at 12, and that's more just because I wanted to rank him lower than 12. I'm at like 15 or 16, but then I was like, yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers. Monday night, rival team. I think he gets it back, but I'm a little nervous. He's still a quarterback one, but you guys you guys have him at three. You guys have him that fire, that burning. Are, is, is, does, he, does he fix the issues? I think so. I, this is, this is going to be what we all wanted week one to be. Detroit gave up 40-something points to the 49ers, whose offense, yeah, they're clicking, but they had Jimmy G. Aaron Rodgers is a absolute stud, and I think he's going to prove it is what I'm hoping this week also because I've got a lot of shares of him. But I, I do believe that he's under the Monday Night Lights. This is going to be good, man. This is going to be put together. Yeah, I, I have a hard time seeing him not bounce back is my yeah. biggest thing. And typically when he gets – his shit pushed in, he does pretty damn good the next week. So if he does bad against Detroit, uh, he's going to drop pretty damn far. I just don't see it happening. Play Aaron Jones. You can run on this Detroit defense. Play Devontae Adams because he was your first-round pick. Tanyan, go ahead. See see if it works out for you this week. Um, Other than that, I think we're we're there, boys. That was a good episode. Ran a little long, so thank you for hanging in there with us. I wanted to get to some listener questions, but we we're just we're run way too long tonight. But maybe we'll get to you guys next time. Who knows? We talk a lot. We're long winded. We we're best friends. We love each other. We're gonna make out after this. It's gonna be beautiful. But again, thank you so much for listening, guys, and your support. We love and appreciate every one of you guys out there. Uh, get us on the social medias at Twitter at Filthy Fball Show. On Instagram at Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Send in your emails to Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much for the support, guys. Good luck. We'll get you next episode. Talk about your AFC breakdowns. As always, King Josh, Josh the King. Big Rome. Have a good one, y'all. <laughs>